Welcome to Family Features, a podcast for anyone who wants to experience healthy relationships within their family. This is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and I'm honored to come alongside you to encourage, educate, and equip you as we focus on the different relationships that make us family. Let's get started and focus on today's feature. Hey there, this is Dr. Corey Gilbert with the Healthy Marriage Inner Circle and the Warrior Marriage Podcast, and I'm excited today to um, answer a question from a really, really dear friend of mine um, that's not an easy one. This is really difficult to um, unpack, and so we're going to attempt to do that today, and I hope this actually helps you think through some stuff. This is a very controversial um, kind of place to be in. So I'm going to read the the note from this, this really dear friend, and then I'm going to kind of re- reply, and again, I hope this is helpful for you. Um, so this is, again, from a really close friend, says that, um, so they're older, and their child is actually struggling. So their adult child who's married has kids. Um, so-and-so and her husband have been separated for almost a year, and as, as it turns out, he was very emotionally, psychologically abusive. For many years, she stayed in the marriage all those years, suffering alone because that's what she thought a good Christian wife should do. He was very controlling, demeaning, dismissive, angry, could go on and on. Um, so she asked for counseling. He refused. The last few years were so bad that the only relationship they had was sexual, and that was uncaring, loveless sex. It was very horrible. For the last few years, he never kissed her, hugged her, held her hand, no signs of affection at all. He told her clearly that she was not to tell us any of this. Oh, it breaks my heart. So she didn't. It wasn't until um, she saw the, it affecting their children that she was able to tell him um, to leave. I could give lots more details. There's probably enough to paint the picture. He was then willing to go to counseling, cry, say sorry, like most abusers. No long-term change has been seen, however. He doesn't want a divorce. Um, she's done. Her counselor and psychiatrist have told her she has definitely been abused and that she has PTSD. Um, and the he has been diagnosed with um, OCPD. There are those, um, obsessive-compulsive personality disorder, um, there are those in the Christian community who say she should go back if he is repentant. Uh, she just can't, and his repentance is in doubt. Others say biblically she can separate but not divorce since she has no evidence of infidelity. I'm reading articles now, however, that give a pretty good biblical argument for divorce in the case of chronic abuse. I don't want to push her in either direction as this is her decision. I'm struggling, you know, the, the grandparent or parent. Um, I'm struggling in many ways myself, but mainly I'd like to know your view on, on uh, whether chronic abuse is cause for divorce um, or if believe, believe adultery is the only biblical reason for a Christian to divorce. This is an area that's got a lot of emotion to it and a lot of stress to it and it breaks my heart um, what people end up in and and even stick with like this person Um, imagine all the years of silence and and just dying inside and yes um, she most likely has ptsd um, and we don't we don't even understand that what is post-traumatic stress disorder because too many of us think that that's just from a from war um, or other you know really severe things and this is this is minimized, which is horrible. That's not okay. Um, what what should she do? What should they do? What as you know, the older parents speaking to their adult married daughter who's not okay, um, who's done but is broken. Uh, what do I do? What do I do with my kids? How do I protect my kids? Because believe me, they're affected by all of um, what's going on between um, a husband and wife. This gets messy. 
Now, I'm going to zero in on one piece here. Many, many people believe that infidelity is the only reason for divorce. Um, I would disagree. In Matthew 19, um, and Jesus came into that picture and starts unpacking that passage in Matthew 19 about divorce, um, he, uh, Abraham allowed for divorce out of the hardness of our hearts, um, out of, I mean, it, it got to the point of if your spouse, your wife burnt toast, we could dismiss you. And Jesus came in and basically took a culture that said that women were property and could be dismissed, which actually means they also are thrown into prostitution. That's usually their only alternative and said, no, you two are equal heirs at the foot of the cross. That's, that's design. And we need to stop this. But then it gives that, that caveat of accepting case of pornea. Um, now here's where I'm, I'm going to mess with you a little bit really to, to help you think. There are some theologians that believe that this passage doesn't refer to just sex with someone outside of your marriage. It's actually um, sex with, within your clan. So someone, so think about this. I have worked through so many couples who've had affairs, who've stayed together and forgiven and have more solid marriages than they could ever have imagined. Beautiful. God is a redeemer. And he redeems when you have two people who want to be redeemed, who they, the us wants to be redeemed. But when there's one that can't, what do you do? Or won't, actually, what do you do? When there's uh, abuse and even danger, what do you do? Um, now, I've heard other pastors talk about how uh, it's okay to divorce when there's desertion, when, you, when you're deserted, when the other person leaves you sexually, leaves you emotionally. Uh, no, I don't see that anywhere in Scripture either. Why? Because the Scripture is a, a picture of this is the bar, and it's impossible for us all. If you look through, again, the whole of Scripture, it's here's a standard, you all fail. Here's a standard, you all fail. Why? It points to the cross. It points to the need of a Savior. If we're not careful, what we've done is we've kind of parsed it down to behaviors that we can all kind of do to earn our way or to live in a way that actually it's in our control and it's within our, our reach and uh, there's no need for a savior. There's no need for Christ. There's no need for the cross. Uh, something's wrong here. Something's missing. So going back to Matthew 19, I actually really do see it that way, that it isn't just sex with anyone that that passage is talking about. It is someone like if someone slept with their sister or brother, like the sibling of the other, of the partner, this gets a little messier, or their their parent, or something else, in terms of forgiveness and really truly forgiving and redeeming. And ah, oh, this is so 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 messy. Abuse. Whew, this is another whole one. Uh, one of the books that I recommend and I use only in teaching and never in counseling is this book called The Excellent Wife by Martha Peace. Mainly the reason is is because it's so harsh in some sense that. In my personal experience, it's also completely misinterpreted by most that read it. That her standard and the way she's unpacking the scripture, and there's times I think she misuses scripture there, but it's a high standard that none of us can, can reach, and I, I'm with her on that. But many end up doing exactly what this young lady did, staying in a marriage, staying silent in the marriage, and her behavior continues to say it's okay. You talk to any woman at an uh, abused women's shelter, 
um, they will actually have learned that there's a kind of statement or phrase that's used a lot, and it's the first time he hit me or spoke to me that way or, or abused me, it was his fault, but the second time was my fault. That one's heavy. Um, is it? Yes and no. But it's the idea that we teach people how to treat us. And the first time he did, it's a shock. The second time he did, if I don't do anything, it's like giving him permission to continue. And so what happened was in this attempt to be the woman that she's supposed to be, that she thought she was supposed to be, that she believed God wanted her to be, she, this, her silence continued the problem. Does she need to get away? Absolutely. They're separated. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Divorce? I almost, in one sense, say that is so irrelevant right now. It's protection and it's growth and it's God is working in everyone's life in our own pace, if you will. We want to see not for him to just have changed a little or said a few things in counseling, but there's got to be evidence of change before I would ever want her walking back into a, especially even a physical, sexual relationship, let alone emotional and with the kids. So what do you do with that? I mean, yes, separation. Most separations lead to divorce, by the way, 90-something percent from the stats I've seen. Because with you, I'm miserable. Without you, wow, there's peace. Why would I go back to that? So if a couple can stay together and work things out, there's a lot of hope. It's incredible hope. Um, and many times it's small little tweaks that changes everything. But that's not this right here. She needs to have gotten away. She needs to be safe. She needs to protect her kids. She needs to start working on dealing with her PTSD and most likely even her kids. But what does he need to do? Well, we can't control that. That's for him to do. And that's where she raises the bar. If you ever want back in this relationship, here's the standard. Okay, well, what if she don't want, doesn't want to because it says that? Then, yes, divorce may happen. Careful about the, what you think and feel about divorce. Divorce is something that God hates. He doesn't want it. It's clear there's a consequence to it. There's a generational consequence to it. Yes, there actually is for most everything. Um, but it's not this unforgivable sin. Like, we need to be careful what we do with that. So a lot of parents excuse divorce by going, oh, my kids are resilient. No, they're not. Yes, they are, but no, they're not. They will be impacted, I promise. They will be impacted by your personality. They'll be impacted by your mistakes, the things you miss, um, your hobbies, and some that took you away and some that they joined you with. Each of these nuances of who you are affects them in positive and negative ways. So should she divorce? Sure, go for it. Yes, no. That kind of is an irrelevant piece. Stay safe, get protected, get get yourself taken care of. And then here's the the next piece that we actually, I, I don't hear this talked about enough. Even if divorce happens, we are to seek reconciliation until death do us part. That's the part I don't think we have enough push on. When am I free to then remarry? My From my personal understanding of scripture, and I look forward to comments and look forward to to dialogue here, but is you don't just go, okay, I'm done. I'm going to go on to the next person. Because what you tend to see is they go on to the next person. And oftentimes it's someone else like that. Or some, it tends to be a stick with what's familiar. We don't want that. Um, so it's deal with myself and grow. And so it's a time of not being married and a time of 
brokenness and getting a body around me of people that love me and my kids. And, um, and if one day he turns and he shows a year or two of change, then you might reconsider remarrying and, and continuing. We don't talk that way. The long game of forgiveness, it's either forgive now because he's changed or you're dead to me, we're done. So even after divorce, what I would say is, from Scripture, what I would say is it, it's a continued until death or they remarry. If they remarry, you don't pursue someone that's married. That's, that's the end of it. And they are not to divorce the person they remarried and come back. That's actually looking back into De- Deuteronomy. So this is really complicated, but yet I, it's in some ways I'd actually say it's very simple that we're actually meant to um, live the best we can live, but we can't control other people. And there's times of incredible brokenness, incredible hurt and harm even. And we're still responsible for just ourselves. So who this person is, who she is, in the midst of this, I'd actually recommend reading even Sacred Marriage from Gary Thomas, where he talks about and has some incredible stories of unpacking that sometimes everything goes wrong. Divorce happens, it all ends, and others watch the way you live and come to Christ through that. May you be someone, may each of us be someone that honors Christ even in the worst of the worst crisis. I am to stay committed to my wife till death do us part. If she leaves, I keep pursuing. If she goes with someone else. I keep pursuing, but maybe more quietly and, and prayerfully, but I'm still looking to reconcile, even if I don't feel like it. My heart may be just dead to them, but I am to the calling to seek reconciliation, whether I want it or not. Again, if they're in, with someone else, I'm doing it maybe silently. And then in the process of time and growth and sometimes their own brokenness, they in that and they come back. And I've seen incredible stories and incredible people that that's what happened. It was seven, eight, nine years later, not the way that we want to think, that this person came to their knees and Christ did something in their life. And there's incredible restoration in the marriage and in the family, which affects the family tree as well. And so I think we make this too simple in a sense. Um, At the same time, I think it's kind of simple that we're to always seek reconciliation. And it isn't what I think or feel but we don't be like ignorant and, and stay to, you know, and endure abuse. We need to be smart. Um, so I hope this is helpful to encourage like, the, the grandparents or the parents, the older parents, and what they instruct, or um, also this young lady, that this is not okay that we're, where you're at. This will affect your children. Counseling is critical. Um, having the people around you to, to raise them and help teach them and guide them. Um, other men that actually speak into their life are, are critical, which I believe that for all of our families, mine as well. I'm one for my kids, and I'm a critical person for my kids, but they need other people in their life, which is why we do scouts and um, our homeschool co-op and karate and lots of other things in our church and youth group because um, they have key influences. And so this young lady is in a horrible, um, it's not okay place if divorce happens, fine, let that happen. It doesn't mean the end. Because if we really believe what's sealed on earth is sealed in heaven, then you can change the label of it that now I'm divorced. We're still to pursue reconciliation. C- could it happen? 
this side of heaven? Yes. Maybe not. But who I am in the time of in this time in this season that maybe I didn't choose and maybe I didn't want actually is us is discipleship. It's us growing. It's us maturing and us becoming more like Christ and how I handle this difficult situation. So this is not easy. This is a hard one. I could go into more depth, but I hope this gets the conversation started. Um, and if you want to talk more, any of anyone, if this hits home for any of you, um, you can go to our website, healinglives.com. Uh, book a call, marriage breakthrough call with me at um, drcorey.org. I'll put the links here. Um, and I would love to talk to you and see how I can better serve you, your family. And I'd love to come speak at your church even and actually be able to talk through things like gender and sexuality from a biblical worldview and parenting and these areas of gender and sexuality. Um, so I'll bless you, your family, and may you have a warrior marriage, a marriage that fights for what God wants, not what we want. It's something that impacts our family for generations. Thank you for tuning in to the Family Features Podcast. It has been an honor to serve. Find out more about Dr. Gilbert and his resources for you and your family's growth and success at HealingLives.com. And if you think you could use some support along the way, be sure to book that call at BookDrG.com. And one more thing, if you found this helpful, please share this podcast with others so that we can change the world together.